0: All right. Welcome back. Welcome back to the show. It's Christine Jewell. And today I have a guest on the show with me. I am here with Brent Pullman. Brent is the president and CEO of Midwest Laboratories. He is a husband, a father, a Christ-centered leader, author of the book Leaders Look Within. I'm sure you're a lot of other amazing things that you can tell us here in a moment, but I love this, this book and the title, the subtitle how being the CEO of yourself is essential to leading others. So welcome, Brent. I'm excited to have you on the show.
1: Oh, thank you, Christine. I've been looking forward to this for some time now.
0: Oh, so good. So good. Well, I got to say, the reason that... You know, I'm very intentional also about who I bring on the show and who I connect with. I'm always looking for who are those men and women that I deeply respect and just sort of watching from the background, right? So there was this certain things that I really admired and respected about you that I'm going to get into later. That really, you know, said I got to talk to this guy, and I love the way you show up, um, you know, publicly, but also like the things that you talk about. So I want to—I would love to just start with right out the gate. Like, talk to me about even that concept or. Talk to me about being the CEO of yourself before you can be the CEO of your company and everything
1: else. Yeah, yeah, no, I think absolutely. I learned uh, probably only in the last five years that you really have to own yourself. If you're going to, you have to like yourself, you have to have the best self. If you're going to lead others, if you don't like yourself, how can, how can you even be in the same room as the other people? And so you must do those things. I, We'll probably get into it about self care, but I used to think that was selfish, and uh, I had so many different ideas about that. But people want to be uh, around people again who are uh, who have a high awareness and are there with empathy and care, and coach- basically coaching people up. I've learned that the best leaders coach people up, and that's really the heart of this book.
0: Yes. The best leaders coach people up. They don't create more followers, right? They create more leaders. So I love that. Okay, so... We are definitely going to get to the self-care bit because it sounds so fluffy and hairy-fairy and all this stuff. But before we go there, let's just give the listeners some context because you, you're running a pretty significant organization. You have a lot of people, like teams and things. So tell me, tell us a little bit about Brent beyond just a little intro that I gave you.
1: Sure. Um, so sure, Midwest Laboratories, it's a full analytical laboratory. We're in a lot of verticals basically three, if you really boil it down to human health, animal health, agriculture, and environmental together. Mm -hmm. And those three uh, encompass a lot, a wide range of clients, um, testing, and it it has really created the perfect environment from a laboratory testing side to, we pretty much, as I tell people, we do everything except blood. That's pretty much what um, Mm -hmm. our focus is. Um, Farm to fork, food safety. I mean, there's just, there's so many, tests and so many analysis that you can do with that. And, um, no, I'm very proud of the uh, the fact the company has been around almost 50 years. We're getting pretty close to that. And um, what my father started, again, I want to build on his legacy. And, um, no, we have amazing people here. And, uh, no, it's a great place, again, that, to serve our clients and to take care of our employees. And, uh, no, I really, I really enjoy coming to work every single day.
0: I love that. And you, you told me before we started this recording that you have over 300 employees, right?
1: Yes, yes.
0: Like, that's, not, that's not small feat there.
1: No, no. We, in fact, before, in 2019, we had 120. So this has been rapid growth in the last um, few years, last three years. So we are wow. growing at the seams. Yeah, a lot.
0: That's awesome. Okay. So we're definitely going to be tapping into that too. So lots of growth. I know you just got back from Italy too. So to share that little piece, piece of information, not little piece, huge piece of information, because I'm celebrating with you just because um, I love everything about it. But
1: you know, we were there for my son who uh, is in a se- major seminary in his last year and he became a deacon in the Catholic church there at St. Peter's in Rome on the right over the, uh, tomb of St. Peter. And it was just an amazing experience for our family to be there, to, to, um, just be there with all the history and our family. Uh, it's a once in a lifetime trip. Um, yeah, just a once in a lifetime trip.
0: Yeah. And I like that you take trips. You talk about that in your book and you like, you, you know, you, you get away, right. You get away from the grind. We're going to talk <laughs> about that. Okay. So I'm going to jump in because here's the thing. I recently did a masterclass called prosper the characteristics of kingdom leaders who are multiplying and prospering in a world that is contracting and so I, you know, I, I really see you as one of those types of leaders because, and you just explain like you have been multiplying in a season. Your business has been growing, and here we are in a time and space where a lot of people are screaming doom, and gloom and doom. There's a lot of fear. There's a lot of negativity. There's just a lot of contraction, people becoming ruled by fear, and I'm looking and I'm seeking who are these people, who are these leaders that are multiplying their, you know, their businesses are being blessed and they're growing. Their health is being blessed and their health and vitality is increasing. Their relationships are multiplying when everyone else is screaming panic, running for cover, contracting. So I want to say that that was one of the key things, right? So I would love to even, and then I want to share the three things that I really was a, you know, attracted to, and I want you to speak to those three things, but talk to me in your eyes, like what it means to really be a multiplier from the heavenly perspective or a kingdom perspective, especially in a world that is like the run by the total opposite of everything.
1: I asked myself this, I guess, um, and, and it is in the book, but um, when my mom, everyone goes through pains. And when my mom died of cancer, um, I'll never forget the time I just said, and she was, a, uh, she was a lady of prayer. She had, uh, hundreds of prayer journals that my sister and I are now just going through and kind of reading for the uh, first time. Mm. But uh, I said at that time, I said, I want to be intense, more intentional about my faith. I had a, I had no idea what I was even saying. I had no idea what I, but I, I said that as, I will never forget as a prayer when I started, um, kind of doing a morning routine of walking and running in the mornings. And I just thought, what. it? Is- I don't know what this is what does it mean to be more intentional about my faith and that's mm-hmm. when I think it started with the journey of going through and just uh, really grasping what does the scripture say what does the Word of God say what does it say um, about relationships with others and that really started the huge transformation in my life was that mm-hmm. that being intentional and um, and I I really had to write it down I started I'm a journal person I have to write things down. And I really just started to write those things down. Um, and that's, when you do that, there's a, such a power in that. We can talk more about that later, but there's such a power in that. So I think that was my first part was just the intentionality. You to There has to be an intentionality there in order yeah. to change.
0: And I love what you said. That I actually wrote that at the beginning of the book. I always take notes. I know I'm the person that writes in those first pages of the books, but I wrote at the top there. I'm like, first the whoop, you know, I love the whoop, but also 50 to hundred journals this man has written in, you know, and I, I want to say that to all of you, as those of you that are clients of mine and those of you who listen to the podcast where I'm always harping on this concept of journaling or writing. And I do find like successful people, grounded people, you know, journaling is such a powerful tool. And yet I will tell you, it is one of the most, I get the most resistance around journaling and slowing down <laughs> when it's like, can we just slow down? Can we pull out a piece of paper? Talk to us a little bit about the power of journaling. Sure. You know, what that uh, has created for you, especially to the skeptic that's like, oh my yeah. gosh, sitting yeah, here going a journal.
1: The, yeah, I know. It's one of the big things. So every day I, I have an attention for the day. Every day I write down what my top three items are. Um, and one item that really, I never thought about journaling, but I, I was shown this and I re- use it all the time is, I look back at the previous day and I write down, what was I uncomfortable with yesterday?
0: I love and that. So,
1: yeah, so by doing that, I have to think about, and I also put what uh, where did I win? But that uncomfortability has been the huge, biggest piece of my journaling, because mm. I have to think back, what was I really uncomfortable with yesterday? i write it down and then just in the manner of writing it down it takes the power out of it and you just say okay is this something that i need to prioritize Is this something i really need to spend any more energy or time mm-hmm. with <laughs> or it, if it is yes how am i going to do that effectively mm-hmm. and it just and it used used to the best it slows you down so you don't so you become because before i was totally reactive if you asked me what was uncomfortable i probably couldn't even tell you because i was probably reacting to it The day before and i couldn't even tell you that
0: yeah it's crazy i loved that part of your journaling piece and i actually included it i totally stealing it from you and i'm (laughs) adding that into my clients things because we do i always talked about intention and what do you really appreciate because we will we appreciate increases in value and the top three things but i love that piece about discomfort because it really changes a it changes your relationship with being in that place of discomfort and being uncomfortable or being in the unknown but I'm curious because this is also something I hear. I hear this more from men than women. And I'm not gender stereotyping, but I think a lot of men maybe avoid this because it reminds them of where they're failing instead of, yeah. right? So well, just talk to always, me a little bit more about yeah. that because you said it we're takes always, the power out of it, so.
1: Yeah, because we're always taught to list our weaknesses and do you work on your weaknesses. Being uncomfortable, I mean, it really did change. Those words, just saying that, even in a meeting, uh, people can tell. If somebody if we're in a meeting and somebody says hey i think everyone in this room should get 20 percent more in their pocket you know or mm-hmm. something like that i will take a deep breath i'll go okay and it's yeah it, before i would have just said oh you guys are a bunch of you know i would have just reacted shut terribly. it down <laughs> yes but now by even doing those things um I'll, I'll even if i hear a comment from somebody in a meeting i write it down because it maybe it seemed really like that's really unusual i've never heard that from that person mm-hmm. And it really builds your awareness because you start oh. to say, you know what? Something's off here. And then you go back and say, hey, you said this in the meeting, is everything okay? And then it's amazing, This you learn so much more. You're like, oh yeah, I see, you know, hey, you're yeah, you're dealing with something at home or you're dealing with something you've had not a good day. I get it now, but before I had not no awareness. So that uncomfortability is really powerful. I say that it's really powerful. It's not it just a weakness. Me. Because weakness looks at yourself. It seems a little yeah. more selfish but uncomfortable. You're looking at the big picture. You're looking at what is this? What was yeah. this yeah. what is this thing?
0: I think that is so powerful. I love that. And I love the fact that it's it gives you that moment. Like I I call it the King's Pause or the Queen's yeah. Pause. It's like, hold on a second, let's yeah. just sit back and observe become an observer, more of an observer, less of a judge. You know, the reactive person, we're just like ready to bite, ready to bark, ready to, and we're just scared or we're judging, right? So it's like fear or superiority. Like usually it's fear or pride, but it's like, okay, cool. I love that being able to observe. I love that curiosity. And also the desire to seek first to understand. Like, Mm what's going on with them? Like, let me just forget about this superficial layer. And I want, I think that's so important as we go back to how do we operate inside of this world system that is so superficial. It's so like, just react with everything that's right in front of you. Like, And I do, I I mean, I talk about this often is we have to be able to look beyond what is presenting at us physically, because this is how we get distracted and baited. And can I get to the heart of this person or heart of the matter. So I love that. And uh, thank you for sharing that about the uncomfortable piece. I I really hope that people get that. Let it (laughs) saturate your ears.
1: Yeah, it is. It's powerful. It is. I can tell you. And those many times, those will be wins in the next days or weeks. Many times. Mm. I like that. That's so cool to see that metric when Mm -hmm. that happens.
0: Okay, so just to recap, for those of you who are listening, top three actions for the day, intention for the day, what was uncomfortable yesterday, and the things that are uncomfortable today will often be tomorrow's wins. If we're willing to face them, explore them, get curious about them instead of keeping avoiding them or pretending, there's a lot of pretending. (laughs) (laughs) And that stuff doesn't go away, by the way. For those of you who are pretending, that stuff does not go away. It just gets to become the bigger mountain that later you have to move, right? So I want to pivot for a second. So a couple things that really drew me towards you. Number one, and I talked about some of these characteristics in the masterclass. So if you guys haven't listened to that, I highly encourage you to drop into the link below, check out the masterclass, and also check out the book, Leaders Look Within. But I saw a couple things for you. Number one is I saw that you really look like someone who knew who, what he stood for, right? Like you talk very openly about your faith. You do the morning runs. It's one of the only LinkedIn posts that I would ever pay attention to. So, I mean, you, in and, and you like, you know who you are, you know what you stand for, which is so huge. And I see this so much when I'm going into, to work with CEOs. And it's like, there's no clarity. There's, there's confusion. Like their teams are confused. They don't know what this person stands for. And the next person, the next time HR drops a new thing, then they pivot and then, and then they pivot and then they pivot because we're in this cancel culture. So I'm going to unpack the three and then I want you to go with me into each one. So okay. number one was like, I saw you, it was like, this guy is not afraid to talk about what he stands for, right? He's sharing his faith in a world of cancel culture. Number two was your consistency. Like you show up every day, <laughs> every day, right? <laughs> and- Sometimes you don't feel like showing up. So I want to jump into that for a second. And then the third one was really like this valuing of your health and like really, whether it's running or whatever, it's really recognizing that your health. But I want to start with that, knowing who we are and what we stand for, because we do live in a world that is so, there's a lot of cancel culture out there and we're always being told how we should be talking and we can say this and that. How do you navigate that?
1: Well, I would first say you have to have a strong why. I thought I always had a why, but I really didn't. I really, mine wasn't very strong. And it wasn't until I really had to say what it is. It's like, then I was stumbling over the words. Or I would say something different every day. So now my, my why and my how together is I'm a person of faith who coaches people up and leads from the heart. And I have to see that every single day. And then that, that kind of sets me like, okay, this is this is who I am. Now, mm-hmm. what what actions need to take place, and then that's where the consistency and the daily routine happens. I have to have a daily routine. It drives me a little bit crazy when I go on a trip and I can't, I don't have that together. I have yeah. to really work through that. It, it is hard for me. I didn't realize how valuable a daily routine can be, and that's really helped me.
0: Yeah, it's huge. But say that again. I just go again. Those three things that you said because that was really valuable. I know who I am. I know what I'm here to do. What were you? How did yeah, you? Yeah, I'm a person
1: this? of faith. I'm a person of faith. Up, who coaches people up and leads from the heart.
0: Beautiful. I'm a person of faith who coaches people up and leads from the heart. That sounds so wonderful, Brent. And I know that you do it. And to the other CEOs, I'm thinking of a few people right now. I can hear them chirping in my ear going, yeah, but if I say that, then I'm going to piss HR off. And yeah, but if I say <laughs> that, then I'm going to piss my key client off or whatever. What What do you say? Because I, I, say- I want... <laughs>
1: Yeah. No, no. I, and I had to, I thought about that too. So it's part of myself bringing my A game. I want to bring my A game every single day. Now that I might have said that as my why bringing your A game, mm-hmm. but then you have to look deeper. Why do you want to bring your A? What you What's, what's behind the A game? But if I'm going to bring my A game, I gotta be on, I mean, I better be smiling. I better be, if I walk in with a frown or like a disillusioned look, people pick that up and I did not realize the power in that. So You want to be if you want to be a positive um, influence on people, and you want people to respect you, you've got to. uh, I I, do. I want to bring my A game every single day, Mm -hmm. and uh, and that encompasses a lot of things, as we'll get to those other two questions. But that's Mm -hmm. part of that whole. But having a strong why, I think that's really front and center where it is. And then how do you how do you build that? Mine's again through prayer through. Activities, running, being outside—I have to do all those things. All those things fuel that piece.
0: Yeah, and, and that's that's the thing that I see a lot is that people come and they just, they're like, I don't know my why. I had someone the other day say, I don't know what makes me happy, and I'm like, Well, how much space have you do you have in your life to think <laughs> about these things? Right? It's like you wake up and you're running from five a.m. till you hit the sheets, you're exhausted. Like, I don't think you have the potential to access the answers to those questions. Which kind of brings us into the whole capacity thing or like your, you know, the value that you have around health. I mean, I, I see those really tied. Can, do you agree with that? Like, Oh, absolutely.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. tied together. Yeah, definitely. Definitely.
0: Mm-hmm. So talk to us about the value of health. Cause this is another one that I hear a lot. It's like, Oh, I value health. I value health, but yet they haven't Bit, they're inconsistent yeah. with the gym they're not sleeping they're this and that and it it really does take a lot of discipline yeah it's discipline but it's more than that and it, you know it comes back to our why always like what what's this for but what was like the game changer for you to make this like a non-negotiable like for yeah. you and i know that you're doing some cool things maybe you want to share some of the things that are working for you you know yeah
1: no i think it it, it came from a verse of the bible uh, love the lord your god with all your mind your body soul and spirit okay how do i how do i do that um how do i work and put those things together and i used to run and then i'd used to get you know i'd get the you know the ankle that would hurt or the you know and then i'd stop for a while or i'd, I'd lift weights go really super hard i i only knew one speed go hard go fast you know work hard all or you know beat it to beat your body to it's you know mm-hmm. there's nothing left um but then i i think it was about getting smarter and then I needed help and then the biggest part is seeking help and finding the right help there's all kinds of help out there but you've got to find the right person and I needed someone to tie the pieces together some of it was I find a little piece here a lot little piece here and you can do that build that but um, tying it all together was really huge for me I did and then our bodies I think we're still learning I do what's called dry needling and cupping. I did mm-hmm. not know my left leg had shut off. It just pretty much had shut off. And that's right. why it was sore and that's why it was stiff. So I hated running. I just couldn't even stand to run. Mm. Um but now getting all the blood flowing through it, getting all the getting it active. I didn't know my right shoulder was tied to my left ankle. That's how I mean it is. Cross
0: like kinetic the- chain people cross kinetic <laughs> chain.
1: <laughs> you know this stuff but I didn't know that. I thought this, I kept working this shoulder. I thought something's wrong yeah. with it. It's tied because my left, I turned my left ankle back in high school and mm-hmm. I never, never healed right. Or I just never worked it correctly. Mm-hmm. But now by getting everything in motion, this went away, which is still, still a surprise to me, but I still work at it. Um, and then new, and then all the, um, the, you know, which vitamin do you take? Get a yeah. blood test. It's really cheap and you can find yeah. see what's missing in your body. And it's yeah. amazing. I was missing B12. I mean, that's a pretty basic vitamin uh, or vitamin D. I mean, that's those are a bit very basic, but I don't think we're taught. You can't read that in a book or I don't know. I, I have so many books. I used to read books and read books. And, and it's confusing. You know,
0: there's so much information like what do you listen to and this and that. And and I, you know, I used to I, And my background is in integrative nutrition and like the training and the body. And I feel so blessed for having had those couple decades of really working with the human body, because you get to see how much the body is holding on to pain, to trauma, to tension, to stress. And that's how dis-ease manifests. It's dis ease, uneasiness in the body that collects over time and it creates these masses or disruptions. And now we're completely misaligned and and it and and I just That was actually one of the reasons, too, why early on I kind of was just disillusioned with a lot of the church or like faith because I would see all these people that would say that they were of faith, but then they were not honoring the vessel. I'm like, wait a second, like, right, there's a disconnect. And so I, I value that because I see like this is the temple. This is like our vessel. The clearer it is, the stronger this is, the more that God can do in us and through us.
1: Yeah, (laughs) When you want to bring your when you again, when you're that intentionality, when you want to bring your best self. Uh, then you're going to do, you're going to dig in and own yourself. You have to own yourself. Nobody else can tell you. No book can tell you. You have to really want it yourself. And that's why I think even leadership, even the book, I give you some examples, but ultimately you have to find this stuff for yourself. No one can tell you how to be an effective leader. I don't think, I mean, they can give you clues, but you gotta, you gotta really own it and see what you really want and live by that.
0: Yeah. I, I, I always say we got to reclaim the territory, the territory of our bodies that have been hijacked by everything out there from distraction, social media, to our food, to alcohol, too much, of, you know, and none of these things is bad. I love that first, you know, not nothing is impermissible or, you know, all things are permissible, but too much of anything is not good. Right. Yeah. And so it's it's like, how, how's the vessel doing? And I hear that a lot. I actually sent a survey out recently of like, what do people want to have more questions to? And actually one of the things I hear a lot is how do I hear God when he's silent? And I, I'm always so interested. I'm like, peop- my answer is often the same. It's like, how's your vessel doing? Is your vessel clean? and right. quiet like can you hear because if you have mental fog and inflammation and you're tired like it's really hard
1: it is it is it's it's absolutely hard and to i think being still like as you said you just got to be still and it's mm-hmm. really hard it can be super hard
0: yeah so. totally So know who you are, know your why, figure that out. You've got to slow down, guys. You've got to honor the body. I know it seems counterintuitive. You have all these people depending on you and all these problems to put and these fires to put out, but it's like the slow down to speed up, you know, slow down to speed up so that you can be consistent on the right thing. So talk to us about that too, that consistency piece. And then I want to ask you a couple things that I've heard people say, this keeps me up at night. So i want to get your take on it, but talk to us about consistency. Cause I think there's a lot of us doing a lot of things consistently, but they're all the wrong things.
1: Yeah. You know, as far as consistency, um, our team, we pray for each other in the, in the mornings. Mm-hmm. I mean, even sending as simple as sending a text, Hey, I know you got a big meeting coming up and I'm going to send a prayer for you. Also, even at the end of the day, um, so I work mainly on the strategic part. I have operations people, but at the end of the day, I get an update of everything that happened in the operations, and we do it via phone call, text, in person, whatever, whatever works at that time in that moment. But I think that engagement every single day. I don't make them write it down; otherwise, it'd probably be about five-page summary report every yeah. single day, and they'd be spending time doing that. But I mm-hmm. think that just knowing. And and we always have to leave that conversation at the end of the day on a positive note. We cannot leave Mm -hmm. it on a negative note. Mm. That's just one of the ground rules we have. But Mm. I think when you have that deep of a connection with your team and every single day, um, having those daily meetings with your team uh, and you can do this at any level, you don't have to be at the executive level, manager level, having a daily, just everyone wants to be heard. Everyone wants to tell their story. Everyone wants to tell what their, what they believe and have a sense of purpose for the day. And that's so critical. So I think by doing those things on a consistent basis and I'm still working at it. I still, we have 300 employees. I do not know everybody's name. I tried about uh, this spring. I met with every single department and just that connection of just getting names. We didn't even talk work. I just wanted people to know that Mm. I I actually knew their name and I actually um, valued who they were and what they were doing here. And I learned like from our employees that we could probably have a zoo we have probably like over 500 animals you know and pets and stuff like that Mm -hmm. um and then but but out of that again people and I even said I asked the question um tell us something in this room that nobody else knows about you and Mm -hmm. just that question was really Mm -hmm. eye-opening that people would volunteer something Mm -hmm. it really made them kind of open up it probably put some people on the spot but at the same yeah. time, we have to show that we can trust or wow, didn't know that about you. I didn't know that that you have a passion for that at because we never talk about that. And think about it, how many times do you even hear your name at work? I can I remember going a whole day and never, hey you, come over here. Hey, let's talk about this. When you stop and tell and know somebody's name and say hi and use their name, they turn around. They stop. We all do. When you hear yeah. your name called, you stop. And it's yeah. so it it just creates again that um just that personalization that, hey, I care about you, except calling yeah. you by your name.
0: Yeah. People, humanness. Like we do business with humans. We're all here. Yeah. And that kind of goes into your whole thing about, you know, people, then process, then tech. Like people first. You know, yeah. I get yeah, I love to do this contrast, but the world system is like profits. <laughs> then maybe people like, I don't know, but people are at the bottom, but it's like people above profits. Cause I think if we take care of our relationships, I would say relationships are really the new revenue because when our relationships are right, like things just begin to flow together. You know, I recently just brought on five new clients and none of that was through chasing or cold calling or any. They were all referrals and 98% of my business is referrals. And it's just relationship building. It's literally having conversations, checking in, like, how are you doing? You know, who needs this right now? It's just, you know, when you take care of the people the right way, the right things come, you know?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: I love that. And You kind of jumped right into one of those questions. And I thank you for saying that about consistency. Because, you know, again, we go and join a lot of these business masterminds. And I think, you know, when you look at the tactical side of the business, here's all the things you got to be doing. And it's all these numbers and spreadsheets. And and yes, you got to know your numbers and all that. But really, this is the stuff that people don't always talk about is, you know, closing the loop at the end of the day. Like how many open loops, like not knowing, like that creates so much a, it sucks up so much bandwidth because your brain is trying to process and figure out what's going on. And now you're trying to anticipate or, you know, fortune tell what's going on in another department or figure that out. And I literally was having that conversation with one of my clients the other day. I was like, just create a system to close the loop at the end of the day that frees you up and, and gets you guys back on the same page. Cause in the absence of communication, negativity fills the void right?
1: it. Absolutely, it <laughs> every times. time, and it. get
0: to know them. And, And I was somebody else that I was talking to the other day that was part of an organization. And she's been part of this organization for years, like a major contributor and the, the head of the organization. And this woman has been like highly involved And the head of the organization doesn't even know her name. And she was just like, I think I'm done, you know, like being on these boards and doing all of this volunteer work for these people that don't even take the time to actually ever ask. I don't think she knows my name. And I was like, wow. Yeah. So getting to know your people's names, because this is one of the things as we begin to kind of bring this in for a landing is like, one of the questions I've been asking a lot of the guys and women that I work with is what's keeping you up at night? What's keeping you up at night? And what I hear is it's really hard right now. Like attracting the right people is like impossible. It's impossible. It's hard to get good people. It's even harder to keep them. And there's And there may be some truth to that, okay? quality people want quality environments. They want to be valued and respected. Just like if you're, Hey, if you're single and you want to get a great catch of a man or a woman, I'm not going to go hang out somewhere where I'm not treated well. And the environment is not conducive to my, you know, health and flourishing. But you know, how do this thing that keeps them up is how do I attract the right people? How do I keep the right people? And how do I trust the people? And I think you already answered that really well in that last comment. But I think this is also kind of the lies that we have that become self-fulfilling is like, you can't find good people. People eventually screw you over. You can't trust anyone. And it keeps people in this really destructive place of leadership. Talk about that, because that's one of the things that I know has been keeping these people up, I see, because I'm always asking, you know, where can we support you better? So what do you have to say about that?
1: I've had to change the way I look specifically the news i can't watch if i watch the news it takes me down it takes mm-hmm. the energy uh, steals the energy out of me because i'm questioning everything because i don't even know today our news is so bad i don't know if it's if it's truth or if it's fiction or if it's made up or if it's this agenda there's too much too much thinking that goes <clears> into it uh, i won't even i can't even um i'll, I'll look at a headline i actually stop myself i'll look at the headline i like no i don't want it i don't need to waste my time or something like that you can apply this to social media too i don't you can spend hours on social media just looking at all kinds of stuff you and it's a time suck too so mm-hmm. i only pick those people that i know and it, this goes back to the values the core values who who on, online who has the same core or similar core values i'm going to follow those people because i know they have a message that's purposeful or maybe, or even they're gonna show some vulnerability or something. Those are the messages I want to spend the time in. I don't need to deal with all the news. And then the other one I would say, especially with family, and this was really hard for me, be in the moment. I have to actually train myself to be in the moment. in yeah. the experience. Cause I would get so easily distracted by work, by news, by everything. So I have to really prepare my mind and, uh, Maybe it's a good workout. Maybe it's, you know, spending time in quietness, but say, you know, on Friday, my family really needs me. I need to really be in that moment. I need to mm-hmm. shut down work and and just, and I, I really, I put it in as one of the things to do this week, you know, or mm-hmm. something in my man, in my journal. I, I, I have to work towards that. Some people, it's really easy to shut down. Not for me. My brain used You're to never shut that. off. My, mine used to never shut off twenty four yeah. hours a day yeah. and it would drive me, and I'd stay up at night. The word yeah. keeps you up at night, but now I have to train myself, I try to disconnect, I try to shut down more and more before I fall asleep because sleep is mm-hmm. so critical too i didn 't realize yeah. that for a long time, but mm-hmm. I think all those things together, being in the moment and really getting away from those things that really take your zap our energy it, and it could be a person I have to really work if there's a per- you know certain people that just zap your energy. Okay, I'm just I'm gonna be prepared, but I'm not gonna go. This, I'm only gonna go this far. I know I yeah. can just talk about these things. Yeah. It's not a good or bad thing. It's just yeah. I know myself. I need to go yes. to stay here.
0: So yes. it's a lot you. of
1: work. It is, but it's so well worth it. And you bring your best self. That's the 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 best thing. You bring your best self to those things.
0: Mm-hmm. It's so true. And I love it. I think there's a lot of distorted ideas around what being a servant leader is and caring for people. We want to carry everyone and save everyone. And I'm like, hello, they already have a savior and it's not you. And love is not always saying yes to everything, but uh, saying yes to the right things. And I I really like what you said. So stop watching the news. I totally agree. (laughs) Like be ruthless about what you entertain. We met on social media. So I think that there's a great and I met some amazing humans through social media. So it can definitely be a powerful place to connect with the right things. And and that's kind of my answer too. is if you want to attract and retain the right people get clear on the values that you stand for and show up consistently in those values, become the attractor also, right? Don't be wishy washy and like engaging in things. Cause every time we compromise our values, we kind of wash that out. Right. It just, it doesn't really. So, and uh, I love also what you said about, we have to prepare ourselves to show up. Like, We have to prepare ourselves to show up for our spouse when we go home so we don't take all the work in, right? It takes intentionality to take that few minutes in the car or that pause to go, okay, I'm going to like mentally put those things in a file and transition or something and prepare your vessels so that you have the capacity for the day. And I mean, to me, that's a total kingdom principles is am I rested, prepared and positioned to do my most meaningful work and uh there's a group i I don't know if you've heard of the benham brothers but they have a group Mm -hmm. called expert ownership and they have a great podcast too but they talk a lot about authorized work and that has been a concept that's really resonated with me that when we feel like we want to do everything and be everything it's like god there's a time and a season for all things and for all things under the sun right but there's only one thing at one time yeah And that's the Kairos, like those moments of this is the one thing that we are ordained and called and authorized to actually do and be blessed in this one moment. And maybe it's date night with your wife in this one moment or this conversation with your daughter in this one moment or this conversation with your team or this one client conversation in this one moment. The question is, can we bring all of ourselves to that one moment for the one piece of authorized work? And to me, that's been so freeing because I'm like, okay, Lord, so you can bless this. This conversation here is an authorized moment. Like, you know, I'm like, thank you. I pray that many people will be blessed from hearing this conversation, you know? So uh, I just love that concept of authorized work. I've really been leaning into it. Okay. So a couple last things we're going to wrap up, but I want you to, and I'm not going to get into purpose-driven change, but I think right now we're at a time and place where a lot of people are getting squeezed. And we have given, already given so many gold nuggets, like so much stuff. And I'm seeing a lot of people really having to pivot, reposition themselves, really decide, like, you know, we're kind of in a time and a place where the way we used to do things are not working anymore. We're mm-hmm. being called to lead different. And I'm seeing that I'm calling it sort of like the grand restructuring In a way that's happening, I'm seeing it because I'm working with, you know, lots of different leaders and different industries, but it's kind of the same theme. So for someone who knows, I can sort of feel the tides, like something's got to change. Some I'm sensing God's doing something in me. He's doing something in the industry. He's doing something in my organization. What is the one piece of advice you would give to that leader that can feel the tides are turning? They're so used to doing things a certain way, but that stuff isn't working anymore. Okay. And they need to start being purpose-driven in their change, but yeah. they don't know where to start.
1: Okay. I'll give, I'll give two things. Uh, first, I would say don't, and I did this for many years, don't live your life like a checkbox. Get over the checkbox mentality. Um, I had the Chamber of Omaha came to us and wanted us to check these 10 boxes to say we're uh, di- working on diversity, inclusion and equity. And I said, I won't sign it. No, this is not a checkbox item. This is bigger than a checkbox item. Sure enough, I did not sign it. I got a lot of heat for that, not signing it, and a CEO not doing these things. Two years later, they have another meeting and it and they have a list of all these companies, hey, these, we wanna go after these companies who said they did this, but they're not doing that, these 10 things. I, that was eye-opening to me that no, this checkbox stuff, you can do it yourself, it's all about respecting the individual you can mm-hmm. have if you have strong core values you don't need this 10 list of 10 things so that's mm-hmm. one second that's been huge for us and it really um it comes back to way back when we started talking here about my mom so i didn't want my dad to be alone with my uh when my mom's birthday so we went to a conference and we went into this coffee shop and on the chalkboard was this uh phrase that said how can we pray for you And I thought, wow, that's powerful. I looked at my dad and I said, I think mom's trying to tell us something here. And so if you walk into our main entrance of our building, we have a prayer wall on the side that anybody can write
0: any petition,
1: any request. And it's so non-evasive. But it shows, again, the value of you have a place here. If you've got something Mm -hmm. that's top of mind or that anybody, clients, employees, guests, you can write it down and know that it will be prayed for. So those are the two things that have really opened my eyes. We can make a difference in a world of confusion and cancel culture, all this stuff. Mm-hmm. We just really need to be intentional about it. Mm-hmm.
0: The key takeaway is intention, (laughs) people, intention and stick to your values like you've got to take the time. And this is awesome timing for us to do this interview because I did a whole podcast episode on redefining and upgrading our values because as we evolve and as we grow spiritually and we mature, our definition of some of these old values will will be refined. And so if you guys haven't listened to that podcast, go back last week, we did one on limiting, like the up the belief systems that have to be upgraded to because to be able to eliminate the checkboxes, you probably need to address some of your belief systems that are like, Oh, I need to do this. And if I don't, then mm-hmm. right, like there's, you've got to get your beliefs in alignment with your values, right. And so I thought this was a such a powerful sort of completion of this little series on values and beliefs and stuff. So Brent, I just want to thank you for being here and being in this conversation and doing the work that you do and just being the man that you are.
1: Oh, this was great, Christine. I mean, I, we talked about so many subjects in one hour. Holy cow. I, I have to go back and listen to this because I think you covered the book. Absolutely. I mean, there was a lot yes. of stuff, a lot, a lot of good conversation. Thank you so much.
0: Yes. Awesome. Well, um, we'll put the link to the book. It's a sim- It's a quick, easy read. It's very simple. It's digestible and just gives you some great questions at the end of every chapter. You know, I'm a big fan of asking the right questions. And yes, Brett, if you ever hang out with me, we just go right into it. We don't hang no, out at the you, surface.
1: Exactly like your podcast, I also throw a shout out to you. You, you, you just lay it out there. This is it. This is it, which I like. I really like that about you. you I love it. it. Out there. I love That's it. Great.
0: All right, guys. Well, thank you for joining us. Thank you for being here. As always, if you enjoy the show, I want you to think about one or two people right now who are on your heart that you need to forward this episode to who need to hear this. And uh, this is how we spread these messages. So until next time, here's to loving uh, fiercely and leading courageously. So bye for now. Thanks again for joining me in today's episode. It is my intention to bring you valuable, heart-shifting content every time that will upgrade your life. If you're a new listener, make sure you follow the podcast so you can stay up to date as future episodes roll out. And I invite you to head on over and join my free community, Warriors of the Heart on Facebook. In there, you'll find bonus trainings, a game-changing assessment tool, and exclusive member-only offers. Until next time, warriors, here's to loving fiercely and leading courageously in the untamed life, the only life worth living.